Welcome to another episode. And now, Dr. Aaron Bryant. Absolutely. I can, well, I can imagine. Now you're talking something that's personal, right? Yes, so, sir. That's right. So talk to us about how, okay, so we, you're now a vet rep. You're working at EDD. You got great benefits. I know I'm a former state employee. My parents are retired state. Uh, so I get it. I understand how it works. Great opportunity. But you somehow you decided to do VHV TV uh, <laughs> while you're doing that. So explain that whole transition uh, of how that came to become, you know, part of your passion. Okay, this is a great question. And since you know how the state works, when you are a state employee, every year you have to have what they call an IDP. And that means individual development plan. So you have to tell them how are you going to improve and make your job skills better. That's right. So for three years, I put in my IDP to my boss, Lucy Scarborough, and I would say to her, why don't you let me do a cable access TV show so I can reach out to veterans and tell them what their benefits are and get them to come into the office to register for services. Because part of being a vet rep is not just helping people find the job. It's not just helping a veteran find the job. There's more to it than that. Sometimes you run across veterans that can't work for whatever reason, whether they're homeless, they don't have training, they uh, haven't been in the workforce a long time. Whatever um, the issue is, you try to come up with a solution. And then also part part of the job is educating veterans on their benefits, what's available to them in the community. So my boss set forth to us that she has specific goals that she wanted us to meet. So with the the other two vet reps that I had at the time working with me, um, I, I, uh, so for three years, I kept putting in the IDP. And so finally the third year, uh, Lucy says to me, okay, Cheryl, I'm going to let you do this. Because now I've shown her for three years that I can do the job, number one. Number two, the stats are going through the roof, okay? Because we, you know, my two vet reps and me, we help so many people as vet reps. That, and, and, and when you work for the state, they have codes for everything that's in your job classification. You enter all that stuff into the computer. So we were basically social workers for veterans. And everything we told them about, they had a code for it. We put it in the record. So when they would come back to us, other vet reps could see that we told them about going to the VA or we told them about going to the vet center. So part of what you do is you do follow up. Hey, sir, did you go and get registered at the VA? Do you have any medical benefits now? So that's, so it's not just getting jobs. It's really educating the veterans. Mm-hmm. So after three years of me putting this into my IDP, she said, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. Oh, my God. Did that change everything? So long story short, one of my DVOPs, Disabled Veteran Outreach Program Specialists, his name is Jim Blank, and I went over to the Midpen Media Center in Palo Alto, and we pitched it, our concept, 
to the uh, to the uh, executive director at the time. His name is Elliot Margulies. He's still with the EDD. I mean, he's still with the uh, media center. Um, um, but he immediately uh, gave us permission to do this. And like a week later, we went into the studio. Now, mind you, I had not been in a TV studio where I was the host. But a week later, we went and we did it. And when the show was over, I, I had interviewed the founder, the, uh, the couple who, who helped us establish the Veterans Employment Committee of San Mateo County at the time. This couple, uh, it was Barbara and Clyde Clark. They were heavily involved in the BFW. And so they were our chairman and his wife. And they were our first guests. And then we had a representative from a local um, temporary agency called Accountants on Call. So we put together our first show and we did it. And when it was done, the crew applauded us because we did it all in one take. Uh, oh, yeah, I can imagine. That's pretty cool. I and know it was so much fun because all of a sudden, once the show started airing, we got all the veteran groups because there were um, throughout my 12 or 13 years as an EDD vet rep, 10 of those years, I produced the BHV TV in San Mateo County and the various veteran groups like uh, the American Legion Post. Um, I don't remember the number of the post now, but the American Legion Post in San Bruno was a huge sponsor and sponsored many, many of the early shows that we produced, as well as um, uh, the, the BFW groups in San Carlos or the American Legion in Redwood City. I have to give a shout out to all the veteran groups in San Mateo County because at one time or another, they all sponsored one of the episodes of the BHV TV and they did it until I retired. And well, that's, actually, that's a good question. When you say funded or sponsored, um, was that something that was necessary uh, because EDD would not cover all the expenses? Explain yes. that. Yes, yes. And great question, by the way, because people don't understand how I was able to do this as a state employee. Um, it was approached primarily as a outreach effort. How do we get veterans to come into the office? I can't be everywhere. My vet reps were, some of them were so disabled, it was all they could do to get to the office. You know, they had their own issues. So if the idea was, if you're gonna give me a problem and say, okay, we need to get veterans to come into the office. And I'm going, well, how do I do that? If this person is not physically able to do the sort of outreach that we need. And I have to be here at the office and somebody is outstationed at the VA in Menlo Park. How do you do that? Well, to me, and because it was San Mateo County happens to be in the heart of Silicon Valley. And I am a bit of a nerd, if you will. And so I, I, I just decided, Cheryl, all she can do, all the boss can do is say no. But once she, once she saw the first show that we did and the technology <clears throat> at the time we were showing them on closed circuit tv mm -hmm. when we first started this 
at the College of San Mateo, which is a junior college. Mm-hmm. And it was like a half an hour from our office at the time. So they, we had staff outstationed up there to help the college students look for part-time jobs. So they would show our programs on campus and we got a lot of veteran students coming in because they showed our programs on, com- uh, on campus and they would either see me or one of my other vet reps and or they would see somebody at one of the outstation people from the EDD at the college. So that was the beginning of it. So, you know, I find it interesting because you guys are so successful. And again, because I'm familiar with state government, you know, there's, you know, when you look at the hierarchy of EDD, I would imagine your director, um, you know, of EDD, which is, I'm assuming was still out of Sacramento, because that's where the capital, that's where the main office yes. is. Was that yes, the case? And I'm back assuming in- it's still out of Sacramento. But see, yeah. this is the thing with the EDD. This was not, it. the deal I had with the EDD was, as you know, when you're a state employee, you can't touch money. Part of right. the reason that we, fit, we established the Veterans Employment Committee of San Mateo is when we put on annual job fairs, right. we would charge employers, say, $200, $250 a fee. We would use that money to pay for items veterans needed to get a job. For instance, if I had a veteran and he had a construction background and he was looking for construction work, and he didn't have steel-toed boots. We had money within a veterans employment committee because of the job fairs. We would buy him the boots. So he didn't have an excuse. So he could be job ready. So we we used the BEC. We established the BEC. So the volunteers that we had in the BEC were all from the local veteran groups they contacted the employers as we're taking care of veterans to participate in the job fair because we had so many veterans to help. We literally did not have time to do that. No, understood. Because, you know, you're talking about two different arms. You have the state government and you have the nonprofit. And those two can't interact because state can be accountable. And I get it. And that's a great, but my, my thought is, why, or maybe it happened and you can correct me, but I would think if you guys were so successful, why didn't the director of EDD instruct all the other counties to do something similar? Because it was so successful. I would imagine that you, it would have been something that if I was an appointed director, you know, appointed by the governor, and I see this is happening in San Mateo, I would have been like, Sac County, Santa Clara, you know, look at what they're doing down here. Let's do this everywhere. You know, that's, I, I don't even know how to <laughs> even try to answer that question. That is a multi-layered question because I, I. That's I, above your, it's above your pay grade, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, I, I'm a volunteer. Right. I don't make money at this. I volunteer my time to create this content. And, and everything that's happened in the last year with the pandemic and the just how in the heck, Cheryl, are you going to continue to produce content if you can't even get inside the studio? And nobody can get inside the studio because the studio is closed because of the COVID. So the COVID, we don't know what's going to happen with the studio. 
but so I you, choose to produce content because I have to be creative in some way. I can't sing, I can't dance, I can't act. So <laughs> I'm not, I don't have that skill set. But so, I can do interviews and I can talk to people and I can get a genuine conversation going, you know, um, right. heartfelt, you know, my version of the truth, because we all have our own version of the truth, but the EDD never wanted to to own the, the TV show. That was never, never right. in the, never in the management, upper management, Sacramento. I don't think that was ever in, they ever considered that. Um, okay. And, okay. So, and they don't own the concept. Right. True. I own that the is true. Because I'm true. the one that's producing it. True. Understood. And, and 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 during the time that I did produce it while I was working, the technology changed. Now I started this in the mid '90s, and at that when I first started, we were using two-inch tape decks. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm aware. I'm aware. Okay, so now you go from that, you go to DVDs, and then from DVDs you go to. So as the technology changes, we had to adapt to it. So everything when I first started filming used to be done in standard definition, SD. Standard definition used to be state of the art, but what <laughs> happened? was that all changed. The, the technology started to, to be done better and you could get a higher resolution in the pictures and now everybody wanted 1080p HD. Well, then the studio converted to high definition in um, um, 2015. So during that time that they were closed, they were closed almost a year because they rebuilt the studio with state-of-the-art equipment from the ground up. Right. I was in, oh my God, Cheryl, how am I going to do this? So the, I call this my first act and it's the apprenticeship period of VHBTV. Um, so as the studio was being rebuilt into state-of-the-art high-definition studio, I got contacted online by a lady by the name of Jeannie Cowan, who runs the InPower program up at the College of San Mateo. And she contacted me and she said, I just ran across your program and, and I, I would like to be your first guest in the new studio setting. I'm sorry, Cheryl, did you say N as in November or InPower or, in, in, in or you yeah, say M? The name of the nonprofit is called In. Power, but it really oh. means M power because what they do at the time, and they still do it, and they're very successful and they have their own channel now. But this is an amazing story. So, this woman calls me, she emails me. So, she so she and I start talking, and then I completely changed the business model of the of the VHV TV because remember, VHV TV, the local veteran groups were paying for it. But when Jeannie contacted me, because she was part of a nonprofit called In Power, they paid the production cost. So what I did, that changed my focus. 
So instead of just presenting um, veteran groups, local veteran groups and how they outreach to veterans and members of those groups, I shifted to let's do nonprofits and how do they help veterans? So veteran nonprofits. So Empower was a great, Empower changed my life. I hope you have been enjoying the show. Well, do not go anywhere just yet. We have a continuing episode with Dr. Bryant Speaks.